I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. This is The Drive, uh, hour number two here on the Steelers Nation Radio and Matt, um, five days a week now. I'm just saying, you know, if if, if uh, we we're going to have music playing over top of the show, which was happening live in the live version, is if you're listening to this recording and you hear us talking about music being, that's not going to happen on the recording. Apparently, so, to even clarify that more, I know a lot of you tuned in at four. You know, cut time, yeah, probably a high traffic time, but you'll hear our thoughts on the podcast without Ozzy and Journey. <laughs> <laughs> that was only on the live feed. Yes, if so, you don't want to hear what Steve Perry's uh, thoughts were on right. uh, separate ways, the, right. <laughs> the cutdowns. Um, <laughs> at least should have they, they at least could have played long way to the top on on DVE. At the you know, so, if they're going to play over top of us. I think we need to explain that because the drive is growing so fast, and you could, should continue to spread yeah. the word. If you were not an original original listener, listener of the drive, you don't get that reference. Yeah. That is basically the theme song to the drive. Until the bagpipes come on. Yeah. Right. We always had to wait for the bagpipes to come on because well, <laughs> Which is pretty deep into the song, by the way. Well, the way the thing was cut though, it was like mm-hmm. a it was like a thirty second clip of long way to the top and then you went and to then the, the bagpipes. bagpipes hit hard and then yeah. Matt and Dale, boom, right right in your face. Like just like Angus. I, always, I miss that. I miss that too. Yeah. That was good stuff. So the whole th- music would be our friend. You can live with Aussie or bagpipes or whatever. But whatever. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay. There we go. Uh, so looking at the uh, Steelers roster now as mm-hmm. compared to what it was last year at this time. At this time. It's going to be better. I mean, I, I, if we go position by position, I'm sure most of the time we will pick now. So quarterback, nothing changes. Nothing changes, but it's better. Right. You pick it. Pickett has a, yeah, a 12 or 13 games mm-hmm. under his belt. I mean, as an analyst, I feel much better about Pickett now than 365 days ago. Yeah. No question. I'm still shocked that his over-unders, if you look at the those kind of sites, yards, all that stuff. it's like 3,200 yards and, and yeah. 18 and a half touchdowns. Really low. Really low. Ridiculously low. I mean, almost has to get hurt for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, almost has or get benched. Yeah. You know, like In, which isn't going to happen. Get. Right, right. Uh, at running back. And I don't feel less about Mason or Trubisky. No. I mean, at all. No, not they're, at all. The same fact, dudes. Yeah. Uh, running back last year at this time, it was Najee Harris, Benny Snell, Jalen Warren, and Derek Watt. And remember, this time last year, we didn't really know what Jalen Warren was. We know much more about Jalen mm-hmm. Warren now than we did a year ago at this time. Agreed. Snell has a little bit of value as a special teamer. Right. Watt has value as a special teamer, but we didn't put Hayward in that conversation. I'd rather have Hayward than Watt. Yeah, but if you can't Mc, count, count Hayward twice, so. McFar- McFarland though gives you a little bit of more of a dynamic playmaker. This is probably more of a next week conversation, but I wonder who the inactives are. 
And Don't start that. I know, but that I'm used just to be a David Todd thing. He used to drive me nuts on the pregame show. Uh, Let's okay. guess the inactives. Why they're inactive? I don't care who's going to well, be inactive. I think it's relevant for McFarland, though. Yeah, I mean, like we watched all the practices at camp, and he was heavily involved. Yeah, like I think they want him touching active. the ball on yeah. game day. They would, they would, they would like that. Mm-hmm. Whether that can whether happen, whether feasible or not, I yeah. just don't know. Right, that becomes the issue. Uh, a wide receiver a year ago it was Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Calvin Austin, who then went on IR, mm-hmm. uh, Gunnar Olszewski, Miles Boykin, Stephen Sims. See, I like this group so much better, but when we do these things, I do my best to remember what one year ago Matt thought. You know, like, I like Allen Robinson right now, but when we do this a year from now, I might be like, why did I like Allen Robinson so much? You know, like... <laughs> My ver- my thoughts on Claypool then versus my thoughts on Robinson now are probably similar. It doesn't mean one's not going to work out and one is, but you definitely feel better about Pickens. I mean, any rookie yeah. you know more about. See, I feel better about uh, Robinson versus Claypool to me is night and day. Robinson, I know now. Yes. Robinson's been a guy. I mean, he's been a thirteen hundred yard receiver. He's been a hundred catch I guy. I mean, he's not that guy now. We didn't hate Claypool a year ago. We didn't. I mean, I would, knowing what I know now. Yeah, I, but I he wasn't coming off a great. He was coming off a bad year last year, two years ago. He was, and Austin is on the roster now and wasn't then. And wasn't then. Yeah, huge, huge. I feel actually feel better about Gunnar Olszewski now than I did a year ago. Okay, I never loved Sims either. And yeah, he's just fine. And Boykin is a special teams guy. There's a pure special is a, uh, is Hayward Bay. He's Hayward I mean? Bay. Yeah. Maybe better. Mm-hmm. Like he is really. He he's should very very. He good should be him. in the running for a Pro Bowl. Uh, Gunner special teams yeah. guy this year. Yes, 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 yes. He might be their best special teamer. I think he is. Maybe it's Killebrew. Ian Killebrew. Yeah. 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 I mean those guys. They're a dying. they're 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 smart. They understand what they're supposed to do. They're big and tough. And <laughs> Miles Boykin on the outside isn't fair. No, I mean little five nine guys trying to jam him on punts and things. Good luck with that. He beats them up. Yeah. I mean, he gets downfield fast. He's everything on special teams that Chase Claypool was supposed to be when they drafted him. Oh, yeah. And more. Yeah. And more. Yeah. Uh, at tight but end. I don't think Allen Robinson's going to be a bust. That's not what I'm saying. No, I, I just think he's a be- he is more he's much more accomplished at, the, at this point in his career than Chase Claypool maybe ever will be. Oh, Claypool will never have an Allen Robinson career. No. But it also, I don't know. He's never going to have a, a single Allen Robinson season. 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 Yeah. No. I, but if Robinson ends up with a season with a three or four hundred yard guy and replaced by Austin, these things happen. They do. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, tight end is Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, and Connor Hayward a year ago. Well, now you've saw about mm-hmm. Gentry for. And of course, Darnell you're more Washington. comfortable with Hayward now than then. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of these guys were rookies a year ago. Remember, they were the youngest offense in the league. And they just told you what they think of Washington versus Gentry. Yeah. I mean, Washington is a lot more upside, too. The offensive line group a year ago at this time. Mason Cole, Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, James Daniels, Chooksakorafor, Jesse Davis, uh, J.C. Hassenauer. Left guard was not still a competition, but you weren't set at left guard by any stretch. That was Kevin Dotson beating out uh, Kendrick Green for the starting left guard job. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and that right line actually got better as the season went on. It did. How much better is it going to be now with Isaac Samalo in there and these guys all having another year's experience playing together? Let alone the Herbigs of the world and yeah. you have a 
early to mid first round pick just sitting there marinating, you know, and yeah. someday he's going to be a delicious steak, you know. Yeah. So I mean that way better, I think. Way better. Way yeah. better. Because frankly, the end of season O-line was much better than the 365 day yeah. O-line. Yeah. So they got better as a season. That was still the on. biggest question mark going oh. into last season. I mean, I and the first half of the season did nothing to like, oh, yeah, that's better. No. That My not the biggest case. fear one year ago to the day was we're not going to know if Pickett's good or not. Because he can't. Because they yeah. can't block for him. You know, like it, it, we won't even get an, a proper evaluation of the first round pick because the blocking will be in shambles. Yeah. On the defensive line, last year at this time, it was Tyson Alulu, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Chris Wormley. Isaiah Loudermilk, Montrevious Adams, DeMarvin Leal. To be fair, I was I didn't see Alualu's crash coming at this point last year. Nor did I. You know, I thought yeah. he was a solid starter, good player. Warmly was coming off a seven sack season. Warmly was impressive. Yeah. You know, you're excited about Leal. But this group's better. Yeah. Of course. And and, and who knows? I mean, Hate to say it, but what if Cam falls off this year? Then you'd have to revisit that thought. But as it stands right now, I don't, I don't foresee that. I don't see that. He yeah. plays such a. He's like he's. I, I said this before. He's that old guy that you play at the gym, mm-hmm. who's got the old man game that he can't figure out how he got those shots off, but he does mm-hmm. it every time. The ball goes up and he gets the rebound because he he's perfectly places himself. He can't jump a lick. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. He just knows how to play the game. But the. The only thing I don't like about that analogy is the old man game isn't always the best player on the court, and Cam's still the best player on the court. Well, <laughs> yeah. Know, like, I mean, he's still shack dunking on your head, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. In addition that. to all yeah. the finer points. There's right? that. Uh, an outside linebacker a year ago at this time. It was T.J. Watt. Who Alex, was coming off Defense Player of the Year, right. to be fair. But Alex Highsmith, who's was coming a off a six-sack right, season. Right. He was a, I mean, he was a... I don't want to say question mark or a concern, but he was not as proven as he is now. Yeah. Derek Tuska and Malik Reed. Ooh. <laughs> and I remember when they traded for Reed, I thought this wasn't a bad move. No, he had know? done some things in Denver. It wasn't a seventh round pick they gave yeah. up, you know, and he didn't work out great. But Tuska wouldn't even sniff this roster right now. No. Alone. Nor would Reed. Nor would Reed. Neither right. one of those guys are making this roster. No. Maybe Reed would have convinced you to keep five, maybe. But none of them cracked the top four. Right. So clearly much better. An inside linebacker. It was Devin Bush, Miles Jack, Robert Spillane, Mark Robinson, and then they, after they placed uh, DeMonte KZ on IR, they signed back Marcus Allen. Okay. As a core special. I mean, yeah. say what we want about Allen, but he had value as a, as a teamer. I had hoped for Jack one year ago. I mean, if I'm, I'm being fair, I thought Bush had a chance to rebound his career. I don't know if he got cut by Seattle today or not, but there's a lot of rumors he was going to. But clearly, I'll take this version over what we knew happened last year. Yeah, I, I mean, Spillane was never for me. Yeah, um, he was should what he should have been was a core special teams guy, mm-hmm. not somebody who's playing every snap <laughs> late yeah. in the year. Like, yeah, and none of this will go to plan. I mean, most of this won't go to plan come week 12, 13 this upcoming year. But if Spillane's your every down linebacker, you got issues. Yeah, and they had issues. Like if if if. Landon Roberts is that guy. If Landon Roberts is week fourteen is playing one hundred percent of the snaps, it's a much better situation than Robert yeah. Spillane yes, playing one hundred percent of the and snaps. And it's not ideal either way. No, I mean, it's that's not. not that's plan. not what. That's not what you want at the end of August. That's not plan. Yeah, but, but it's better than yeah. Spillane playing every down. Uh, at cornerback, and Mark Robinson's a year older. 
And Mark Robinson, he's had a year under his belt. Yeah. At cornerback a year ago at this time, it was Cam Sutton, Akello Weatherspoon, Levi Wallace, James Pierre, Arthur Millette. I didn't dislike Spoon on the team. I'm just trying to think how I thought then. Yeah. I've always been a Sutton guy. Yeah. If you remember, when they opened the season, it was Sutton and Witherspoon who were the starters. Mm-hmm. Witherspoon or Wallace was coming off the bench, mm-hmm. uh, and then James Pierre barely played at all, and Arthur Millette was the nickel at so times Pierre's with, with, role really with Sutton. Hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, I still like this group better, but of all the guys we've brought up from that roster, I'd love that Sutton would be still be here. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they screwed that up. I mean, I like their approach that they took, and the, the money Sutton got was pretty high. But if you could add one dude that's gone, it would be him. Well, there were some other things in play there as well. No doubt, that, no that doubt. They just it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't, that takes two to tackle. Wasn't because too. yeah, it wasn't because Cam Sutton. They didn't want Cam Sutton. Mm-hmm. Cam Sutton had other things going on in his life that he mm-hmm. he wanted to be in Detroit. In Detroit, mm-hmm. so and he's a good football player though. Yeah, at safety a year ago at this time, it was Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Trey Norwood, Miles Killebrew, and Demonte KZ. My 2022 thoughts on Edmonds were greater than my 2023 thoughts on Neil. Yeah. So it's kind of a wash. Kind. Of, I mean, really. I mean, I mean you, you, know, you, here. you really all you really did there was trade out Edmonds and Norwood for Keanu Neal. Mm-hmm. And sort of Riley. Yeah. As your slot. Yeah, I guess Elijah, Elijah Riley factors in there a little bit. Um, but. I feel better about Minka Fitzpatrick than I maybe ever before. Like he was, remember a year ago at this time, he didn't make, he wasn't all pro and he didn't make the Pro Bowl uh, in 2022. Okay. I mean, we all thought he was a great player. Thought a he's a great ago. player, but he didn't have quite as good. He was coming off of an injury mm-hmm. plague season a little bit. I mean, now I think he's considered I the top safety in the, the best safety in the that league. That was last up year for conversation. Top three or four. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, he is clearly yeah. the number one guy now. He's number one. I mean, he's ahead of Derwin and, yeah. you know, Simmons and those guys. Yeah. Okay. And I, I feel like, remember, at this time last year, KZ was hurt. I was saying, but did KZ make the final He roster? did, and then they placed him on IR, and he missed so half the season. So they could bring him back. So they could bring him back, okay. yeah. So he was a spot. Like, in this day last year, we knew he was not going to play for a while. Yeah, we didn't know how long that was going to be. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So. Okay. No, I think it is better. Yeah. And then the specialists are the specialists, and I, I. I hope Boz has a better year. Yeah, that's. I mean, he, I was looking at this yesterday. Start working on like my stat pack and stuff. I didn't really. I mean, I think he missed five games. I was thinking it was like three. No, he just. It was. Kind of forgot that part. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was troublesome, and like mm-hmm. I said, they missed more field goals than any other team in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also attempted more field goals than any other team in the league. Yeah, you'd like to see more shots. Yeah, in the end zone. Yeah. And more touchdowns. Obviously. Score more touchdowns and don't yeah. rely so much on the kickers. But it, when you do send the kicker out there, they you'd like to, to see Boswell get back to his ninety percent. I think they were like seventy-eight last year. Yeah, percent. And or if you're at ninety, well, that's I don't know, twelve significant more points. Yeah, whatever it is, right? Significant. So that was the roster from last year compared to the roster from this year. We think it's better. We think it's better. I think most years you'll think it's better than last. You well, should. But I mean, if like you're the Rams, don't yeah. If you're the Arizona Cardinals right now, you don't. Tampa doesn't yeah, right. right. Brady. I mean, yeah. So the way that this team is structured, it's trending that way. But that's the goal. I mean, that's when you're young and you're not losing. They're not set to lose a ton of free agents after the year. And maybe Ogan Joby and Robinson. We look back and we're like, eh, maybe they were shot. 
But then you replace them with Benton and Austin. You know what I mean? It's it's not like the the cupboard's bare. Absolutely. Um, We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. The 4-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And Matt, uh, we mentioned that we talked a little bit about the Jonathan Taylor sticking with the Colts, but it's going to remain on the pup list. That means he misses the first four weeks of the regular season. No matter what. No matter what, even if he gets traded now. Mm-hmm. Christian Wilkins ended his hold-in with the Dolphins, so he's now back at practice. But two significant guys have not ended their holdouts. Oh, I know which one. And these are holdouts. Okay. Bosa and and Jones. And Jones. And Chris Chris Jones. Jones. The the Chiefs, who they might be the two best defensive players on the planet right now. I mean, they're in the conversation. I mean, there's seven or eight, including a guy that plays here, that are elite, elite players, and those are two of them. And... Bosa just has – he's been franchised, so he's not paying fines. I didn't think he was franchised. No, he's not franchised. He's, he's on, on his, his rookie, rookie deal, deal, so, he, so it's not yeah. the same as Jones. They can waive those the fines. The fines on, on Bosa. Yeah. But Chris Jones is racking up – He's just racking up 50 grand day, dollars, right? yeah. And doesn't seem super worried about it. And has come out and said, I might wait till week eight. I guess week eight's the magic number for getting an accrued season. Right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he likes football. Oh, I don't know. I think this is his last time to cash out. I, I mean, he's got a big it. deal. A couple, but the reason I say I don't but know he's if already he, been paid. Yeah, both. The reason I say I don't know if he likes football is because when you watch him play, it, he turns it on and off. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Well, the that's motor, why he wasn't a first round. The pick, motor too. doesn't go all the time. When mm-hmm. it goes, it's great. It's great. It's great. 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 So when he does stuff like that, it leads me to believe that. Maybe he just doesn't like football. He's just good at it, mm-hmm. so he plays it and does it. I, I see what you're saying, and I, and I don't have a rebuttal for that because he was a phenomenal player at what Mississippi, Mississippi State, State, yeah, and was a great tester and is a rare player and went to the second round for that reason. And I'm not saying he's a bad character guy, but a, a little. I'm not saying that either. No. I'm just saying right, I, right. I don't know if he loves football. I don't know if he's Cam Hayward either. Yeah. You know, right? Um, a little known thing about the Chiefs. I'm not picking on the Chiefs. They will take. Guys that have some questions. You know, yeah. Tyree Kill was not on everyone's draft board, and Kareem Hunt, and there's a lot of examples, and they make it work. Good for them. They're the Sometimes. best team in the league, and they win a lot of Super Bowls. <laughs> but it, they win a lot of Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But they weren't winning a, Super Bowls when they were bringing in Kareem Hunt before they had Patrick no. Mahomes. But that's a sticky subject just for how much do you pay Jones? Yeah. Because the way I understand it, there's a couple outlier contracts in the NFL right now. Deshaun Watson, which 99% of the teams would not have signed. Christian Watson or Christian McCaffrey, which is a good contract, but McCaffrey and Aaron Donald are outlier contracts compared to everyone else at their position. Aaron Donald, because he's maybe the best defense player that ever lived or certainly in the conversation, and McCaffrey because he's much more then Henry, Barkley, now Jacobs at the running back position because he's truly, truly, truly a weapon. So no one has a problem with Donald, unlike Watson. No one has a problem with Donald and McCaffrey's contract. But if I'm Chris Jones, I want Donald's contract, and I don't think he's going to get it. Well, here's the thing. So Chris Jones signed his four-year $80 million deal 
And he was like the highest paid player in the league at the time. Before the 20, I think it was before the 2021 season. It was recent. I mean, it's not, yeah, he's got, well, he, no, it's before the, so he's got two years left on this, or he signed for this year, and then he's an unrestricted he's free after, the year. after this year. So he mm-hmm. signed that in 2020. So they gave him $20 million a year before he was really, this is the this is my I mean, problem. It's, it's, ascending, yeah. it's, it's kind of, he got the same deal as like Simmons and Quinn and Williams, ascending really good Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. Defensive tackle that is on the verge of greatness or slamming down the door of greatness, but he's so, under contract. Like he is under contract, and that's this why is kind of a gutsy move. That's why they can then fine him. I, I mean, if you look at it, uh, in tw- uh, his first season, twenty sixteen, two sacks, um, played five hundred seventy three snaps. Yeah, as a second round pick rookie. Yeah. I mean he's Keanu Benton coming into the Chiefs. Started right? eleven out of sixteen games. The next season twenty seventeen started seven out of sixteen games. Had six and a half sacks. Then he finally you know, twenty eighteen he busts he out. He's fifteen right? and a half sacks. Fifteen and a half, wow. In eight, um, in eighteen that was? Forty tackles. Mm-hmm. That was eighteen. Twenty nineteen, uh he plays six hundred and fifty six snaps. He missed three games. And then they gave him the four, you know, the eighty big million, extension. the big, the big contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they he's gotten paid. It's not like they're not paying, you know. Uh, see, this is. What's... I get it. You want a new contract because you're you're up after this year. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes you have to read the tea leaves as well and say, well, okay, here's the problem. Kelsey's contract with them is not huge. Well, that's what I was gonna say. But it's but it's he's he's taking below market value. Mahomes is actually taking now what is below market value. And, but you want to break the bank. That's what I was going to say. This is like Richard Seymour or Will Fork saying, I see Tom Brady's taking 80 cents on the dollar and Gronk could hold out to no yeah. end too, but I'm not going to play that game. And they have every right to. You know, hey, I'm never going to besmudge a man's earning potential. But that that has to rub the organization wrong. He I mean, took home twenty three point six million dollars last year. He had an eighteen he is under contract. He took an eighteen point one million dollar roster bonus last year. Here's like it's not like they 18, yeah it's right. not like they they're not paying him. Mm-hmm. He made he's made good money on this deal. And he's this going, was not the Aaron Donald situation. No, right, where right. he was making bupkis. This is an Austin Eckler who yeah. did nothing in his career and says finally I want a, a couple bucks thrown my way. And it's against the Chiefs' way, if there is yeah. such a thing. Because Mahomes now, he wasn't when he signed his deal, but he is now as underpaid as as you possibly can be, much like Brady was. And he understands that. And he's got side deals, and he's doing just fine. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But Kelsey, Kelsey could say to the Chiefs, I want to be the highest-paid wide receiver in the league. Because that's exactly what he is. And there would be an argument for that. Yeah. There's a strong argument for that. I mean, it's the, it's the Jimmy Graham argument. Jimmy Graham right. tried to argue that when he got franchise tag. And with all respect to Jimmy Graham, Kelsey's way better. A hundred times better. I mean, yeah. he's like the most important pass catcher in the league. And the, certainly the most important pass catcher on the Chiefs. And what if Kelsey last year went day after they trade Tyreek? So okay. Well, then I want $30 million a year. Yeah. I want to be the highest paid pass catcher on the planet. He had every right to do that. Just like Jones has every right to say, I want to be the highest paid defensive player in the league right now. They don't win Super Bowls without those two. Right. I mean, with all respect so to Holmes and Reed. He has a base Kelsey salary this year of $19.5 million. 
Again, he is not like I get it when you look at the the, mm-hmm. the other contracts that have been signed in the off season uh, with some of these defensive tackles, but nineteen and a half million dollars is not no nothing I, to sneeze at. I see both sides. He looks at it like I could cash in massively here and maybe get a Donald contract or ninety percent of it, which is still the second highest paid defensive player in the league. But meanwhile, the Chiefs are like, yeah, but you're not playing the same way our other dudes are. You yeah. know, we're trying to win, you know, Super Bowls here. So where I'm going with that is, could he get traded? No, because it's a nineteen and a half million dollar cap hit for whoever yeah, takes him on. It, but he's worth for whoever it. takes him on, they got to fit nineteen and a half million dollars well, under their cap right now. And the problem is, you then have to give him a new contract. Mm-hmm. He's, One of those deals. He's already twenty nine years old. You're going to be paying him. 30. 30 plus in his 30s. In his 30s. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's bad business. It might not end soon, though, is my point. Yeah. I get both sides. The more pressing matter is that the Steelers play the San Francisco 49ers in less than two weeks. Mm -hmm. And a few weeks ago, John Lynch came out and said, oh, this isn't a big deal. It takes a veteran guy like like, uh, Nick Bosa a couple of weeks to get ready for the regular season. Well, we're within that window now. Well, just <laughs> to keep it Steeler-centric, I don't believe there's any way, even if they sign, if our phone blows up right now and Nick Bosa signs a record-setting deal, he's not going to play every snap in week one. Nope. No way. Nope. I mean, he hasn't played football. I mean, he's a tremendous player. He'll be a third-down rusher at AccuShore on week one. Assuming that if he's, he's in pads. If he's in pads. If he's in pads. And I don't know it's a done deal that he'll be in pads. And he's, I don't know if he's our most important player, but he's the defensive player of the he's year. The, yeah, he's I mean, the, he's T.J. Watt. I mean, we saw the Steelers without T.J. Watt. They're a very low blitz team because they pay Hargrave and they have Bosa, you know, and they keep drafting D. Lyman. I mean, so he's essential to one of the best defenses in the league, and he's one of the best defensive players. But at the more at this point, on August 29th, I don't believe there's a scenario where he's a 85% snap guy in week one. No. And so um, Ian Rappaport yesterday on the Pat McAfee show said they're not uh, they're not even close yet. I don't, I don't think there's a sense that they're close at all. I don't get a sense that anything is imminent with that. But at least there, it sounds like there's been some level of conversation. Like they hadn't even been talking about a new contract. And there's not a lot of rush on Bosa's perspective i i just think it's the perfect setup for the steelers like you're gonna you're sure. gonna play them okay we know the 49ers have their stars on offense you know mccaffrey kittle they may have the most the star two receivers power in the yeah I mean, are, are, are great yeah the left tackle is great warner but if you take Bosa off that defense right it's, we saw what the Steelers' defense looked like last year I without T.J. It's, Watt. It's the same thing. I think it's apples to apples. Yeah. I really think that's the perfect example. Um, so when the schedule came out, of course, we did a show, and we said, ooh, the Niners we knew were going to be a tough matchup, but I want to play them as early as possible. Wow, we get them in week one. Who knows even who their quarterback's going to be. But now, this, we didn't know at that time, was going to be looming still. We assumed, that ah, Bose will be under contract. Nobody sits out. But now, he's not going to be a full-time player. And I would have to go look at their snap counts, but I know Trent Williams has not played a snap yet. Yeah, I don't think Kittle has. Purdy's played very, very little. And we saw what the Bengals looked like in Week 1 with all those dudes resting. To say there was rust, 
and there was an appendectomy to Burrow. Yeah. But the rest of the line and Chase and this guy like, didn't play. It's not like Purdy's coming back just off of something minor. He had elbow that. surgery. Right. Is he, is he going to be comfortable throwing the ball 30, 40 times? I don't With T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith bearing down. Yeah. I mean, if you remember the Bengals game, what, they sacked Burrow six times? and Or was it eight? I knew it I think was, it was eight. number. Yeah, they, they turned him over five times. I mean, and they beat the dirt out of him. Yeah. I mean, I, I know the ball comes out quick in San Francisco, but I would be concerned with early rust if I'm the Niners, no matter who you're playing. Yeah. Um, and again, if, if your defense, people talk about, well, you know, they, they won't, you know, Brock Purdy was 6 and 0 as a starter last year with the mm-hmm. league's number one defense no, the, and stars all over the field. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. it, it we, wasn't the best skill guys in the league. Yeah. It wasn't like he was asked to do a ton. No, he did fine. He was way past expectations. Yeah. He played well. But when you have the league's best defense back, they were the number one defense in scoring and yards allowed. Oh, and just about every matter, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, except for Not sacks. sacks but yeah. They brushed the passer well. Um, but if you don't have that dude coming off the edge, mm-hmm. you're a much different team to play. Very much so. So we have plenty of time to talk Niners, but I the last 24 hours I've been digging in heavy this game. And we've referenced football outsiders for years. Well, they don't exist anymore. If you go to football outsiders, <laughs> I went to there to go get some information. It doesn't exist anymore. But Aaron Schatz has taken his DVOA elsewhere. And He's taken his DVOA and went home. <laughs> yeah, so take my ball and get out of here. They played the easiest schedule in the league last year. It was yeah. them and the Eagles. Now, I'm not taking away anything the, the Niners did last year. But they had, particularly Purdy, had as easy a path as any quarterback can have. I mean, it just was. Now, he may prove to be great. They think he is. They know Shanahan knows way more about quarterbacks than me. But I don't think he's out of the woods as a player. No, I don't think so either. Stretch. They've also lost their last two trips to the East, East, uh, Eastern time zone. Did they? Yeah. I mean, I know the Philadelphia situation where they didn't have a quarterback, but, but still counts. They had a quarterback. He played. Yeah. Didn't finish. Yeah. yeah. They were still, still getting counts. beaten when he was in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's And not... now Lance isn't a Niner. Yeah. You know. Um, so no, I, they're in a precarious situation. I just they think it's fascinating. I also, yeah, they don't have a kicker. I also know that, again, I'm, I've been a reporter for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. When your star player like that is sitting out and he's not around, what do you think they're asking? Teammates for? are getting asked yeah, about yeah, it yeah. constantly. Constantly. Like, yeah, like that's uh, why, to me, I think the hold-ins take some of that pressure off. As long as it's comfortable and you're not being a jag-off while you're right. in. Right. Like the guys, everybody right. sees him. Okay, they, you see him off to the side. He's working with the mm-hmm. trainer. He's doing he's doing individual drills. He's just not doing anything on the field. Mm-hmm. As long as he's not sitting at lunch with his buddies going, I hate the Steelers, I want to get out right. of here. You know, right, right, right. In situations like this with holdouts, which I've also covered these in the past, the pl- the teammates are asked about it constantly. Hey, have you it. have you have you talked to Nick? Have you talked to you know what's where's where's Nick at right now? I mean, that was the the big deal with Le'Veon Bell mm-hmm. when he was holding out. Like the the other players on the on the roster, they're tired of talking about it all the time. Like being asked about it all the time. We're doing our job as reporters asking about that stuff because people want to know what mm-hmm. the situation is. I mean, so they got to bear they got to bear the brunt of it, mm-hmm. and he's not there. And you'd know better than I would, but my hunch is. Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, et cetera. Yeah, they're talking to Nick. He's their friend. Yeah. Nick wants to know how the defense looks, how things are going. But they don't know a thing about his contract right. <laughs> or when he's showing up. You think Fred Warner has any input on the whether Nick Bosa signed well, the Well, and that was, again, going back to the Le'Veon Bell situation, that was when the teammates finally 
got ticked at Levy on when he mm-hmm. had been telling them that he was going to come back at a certain date. It was like this date. It was and, Labor Day weekend. Right? And then yeah. didn't. And didn't. And then there was, you know, again, then it carried over into the regular season and, and people thought, well, he's going to be in at this time or that time or that mm-hmm. time. And those deadlines kept passing. And, and he kept telling answering yeah. about it. And then you're a little more, your tone changes with the reporters, right. I'm sure, too. Yeah. Like, yes, I've been asked about it for two months. And my, my, you know, conversation back to the microphone in my face is, well, you know, we're blah, 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 blah. And deep down, you're like, level be here Labor Day. We're cool. Yeah, we support him. He, yeah. We want him to get paid as much as we know how important he is. I'll be doing stuff. the same thing, yeah. maybe. I understand, but then he's not here Labor Day. And it's like, and then you feel like he lied to you. Mm-hmm. And then the reporter asks the same question, and your tone's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, it's just the way the world is. So I, I'm just, I'm fascinated by this. Um, I'll be very, you know, Mm-hmm. Interested to see if, does he sign this weekend? Yeah. Uh, does he sign sometime next week? If you remember a TJ Watts situation, he, he held in. He held in. Didn't sign his contract. I think until the day before, maybe two, uh, Friday. Was it that late? I it know was, he didn't play. Any it was late right? in the week okay. when he signed that new deal with the Steelers and then played in the game and played well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, made an I'm impact. Sure Bosa's not going to stink. No, no, he's still. <laughs> right. But you're not, you're getting Nick Bosa. At, 75% of what he typically is. I just think is. he's not quite in football shape. I mean, he's working out like crazy. He's a tremendous work ethic, tremendous player, but I'd rather play him in week one than week 10. Yeah, when he's a little winded and, mm-hmm. you know, does it just, it, 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 it's all very, things are setting up well. It is. For the Steelers in this game. So, one thing I like to do with our show in my own mind is what if this was 49ers Nation Radio? I think what I would be saying, if I could be as impartial as, as possible, is. We'll, we'll still win the division. We're still a really good team. This is still a Super Bowl contender, but the season might start slow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think they'll be at their best in Week One. Quarterback, outside, you know, edge guy, Trent Williams, kicker, know, kicker. <laughs> I mean, just they haven't played a lot of snaps. And McCaffrey hasn't seen the field yet. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be great. You know, but yeah. they just aren't probably their tip-top shape. Yeah, I think it's, it's all going to be very interesting, and I think the Steelers are coming out of the preseason. For whatever the whatever the preseason means, they're right. they're they're hot. They're they fl- they're flying high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how could you not be confident and thrilled where you're at right now? The key is, and I heard several guys talk about this this week, and I think Alan Robinson said it after the game. We don't want to peak too early. I was, I I didn't say this on the air, but like. I want to play the first game as soon as possible. Yeah, you know, I don't want the seventeen days off. We're, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I asked Hayward, Alex Highsmith yeah, about yeah. that after the game, and, and uh, he's, I'm like, "Is this like? Do you guys would you rather be playing next week?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Nah, we got some guys who are a little nicked up right now. So does everybody. Let's get healthy. Yeah. Seventeen day layoff. We can we can deal with it, and we'll be you know we'll be healthy. We know we're good. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. I mean, I'm sure Allen Robinson and Cam Hayward and the older dudes are yeah. like. 17 games a day is great. You'd be quiet there, young pups. <laughs> but I bet collectively they're chomping for week one, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. like, ooh, let's delay week one as long as possible. Absolutely. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to finish up the show right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And Matt, uh, the big news from the last couple of days is the Steelers trade Kevin Dotson to the Rams. Mm-hmm. 
today they trade Kendrick Green to the Houston Texans. And people might look at that and say, why would those teams want those two players? Oh, I think that's a good perspective. I can tell you exactly why they want this. So here's here's the Rams offensive line. I believe this is updated now since everything. This is right off no, of their I, website. I'm on know their starters and okay. what they're dealing with. Right. So at left at tackle, they've got Joe Noteboom, Alaric Jackson, uh, and Rob Havenstein. Havenstein, yeah. yeah. Noteboom, along and with uh, Warren McClendon. They're interior guys. Steve Avia. Okay, he's, mm-hmm. he's early pick, but he's a rookie. Yeah. Uh, Tremaine Ankrum. Zach Thomas, and then the, the centers are Brian Allen and Coleman Shelton. Dotson might start. He might start. I mean, they really have four starters. Allen, the center. Um, Avilia, who's a, a really good prospect. That yeah. was our first pick. He's an early second. Usually those guys are plug and play, but who knows. Noteboom and Havenstein are okay, but they were hurt all last year, too. Yeah. And the depth guys you mentioned there, I know nothing about yeah. No, I, I mean, so Dotson might Tremaine be, Ankrum, I know nothing about. First time I ever heard his name. <laughs> and and sure he's the starter fella. right now, yeah. Yeah. So, so Dotson very well may start. Yeah, I mean, he's a starting guard for them. So the price they paid for that is pretty minimal. It doesn't mean he's a superstar, but he's in the mix now to start. That's where that team is. Yeah. Houston's line's much better. And I give them credit that... They have put a lot of resources in that line. You know, they extended both tackles. They had a first-round pick guard last year, early draft pick center, traded for Shaq Mason. But center's still a problem for them. And yeah, if you I look at their line, it's think Green's a center. Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard are the are the tackles. They're paying T- both Tunsil's of those a guys. Stud because yeah. they gave, gave them both good money. Uh, inside, it's Kenyon Green who struggled last year. He as had a rookie. rough rookie year, but he's first-round pick. He's going to start. They bring in Shaq Mason. Good position. Okay. Yep. Juice Scruggs is currently the the starter at center, mm-hmm. and then the only guy behind those guys on the interior is Jarrett Patterson and now Kendrick mm-hmm. Green. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what the interior depth was like, but obviously it's worrisome. Yeah. I mean, Green's going to make that team. Dotson's going to make that team. Maybe start. I don't think Green's a starter for them, but they have no backup plan so he's at any of those there. three spots. I assume he's the swing guy on the inside. Like I would they, think they so. Would yeah, think of him as a guard and center. I don't know what their thoughts are, but um, either way, for a future pick, that's worth it for them. I yeah, mean, you got a third overall pick at quarterback. You're, you don't want. That's why they've dedicated so much to this line. You know, I mean, they're going to run the ball and try to keep Stroud sort of upright in his rookie year. You don't want to ruin him. If it costs you a future six, who cares? I might add that the Steelers, well, they play both of these teams this year. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Texan line is good, but I don't think the Texans are good. Right. You know, the the other things around them aren't great, but the depth is horrendous. That's week four, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, week four. I mean, we'll see. Uh, So you look at that. Um, and they have a rookie quarterback. They have a rookie quarterback. That the Rams, on the other hand, have a veteran quarterback, but a really bad line. A really bad line, and their veteran quarterback has gotten – I mean, he didn't finish last year. He has an extensive injury history and age situation. So put yourself in these guys' shoes. I mean, it's good for Omar in the front office for getting what they did out of them. But I can – Pretty much promise those weren't the only two teams that were kicking the tires on these guys. Without a doubt. I mean, there's a lot of offensive lines out there that were really, really trouble. I mean, the Patriots traded for two offensive tackles in the last three days. So, earlier in the show, you talked about the Steelers' O-line from two years ago, how only Chooks and Dan Moore are back. 
Well, this time two years ago, the Steelers would have traded a future six for a Kevin Dotson. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, right. someone the, the, the same version someone of Someone who's coming off of back-to-back seasons with you know, starting experience. Right. It's still young. It isn't expensive. Like It's nice to be on the other side of that. Without yeah, a doubt. Yeah, Without yeah. a doubt. I think that just shows you where this team is at right now as, as a, com- mm-hmm. compared to two years ago. Yeah. You know, if we were doing Texans Nation Radio, you and I would be like, we really like Kendrick Green coming out of Illinois. Boy, he's had a tough go of it, but maybe, you know, hardly gave anything up for him. Maybe he'll come in here and be an upgrade and help. And same thing with the Rams. Yeah, again, if if, if Kenyon Green struggles again this year for maybe them. he's a starting guard for him. Perhaps. I mean, you know, we said just... it earlier. I think they had the worst center play in the league last year at Houston. Yeah. Do you want the worst center play in the league for – And honestly, I mean, if you, if you look at their offensive line, a, 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 a mid-round center in Scruggs – I don't know that that solves the problem. Right, right. Uh, who knows? I like the prospect, but I like Kenny. I like Kendrick Green as a prospect. Frankly, I thought Scruggs was even overdrafted. I think he was a third rounder. Yeah, and, and who knows? They may adore him. He might be a really good player. And I'm not saying Green's the answer, but they need to take cracks at the apple. Yeah, um, yeah. That's so what you, other teams are dealing with. Uh, when in doubt, add more offensive linemen in free agency, or you know, like Raven Clark will probably end up somewhere. Somewhere. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, just looking here at that 49ers starting offensive line. Mm, there's a lot of no names. Uh, Trent Williams at left tackle. Stop. You know who he is. Yeah. He's also 35 years old. Is he 35? Yeah. Left guard is Aaron Banks, who's his second round pick in 2021. Which was a really weird fit because he's like 335. Yeah. And usually they, they want to move guys. guys. Yeah. I never understood that pick, and he's not really fit in well. The center is Jake Brendel. Yeah, the the center to right tackle position is worrisome. To right me. guard is Spencer Buford, Burford, mm-hmm. and then Colton McKivitz at, at right tackle. He was a fifth round pick in twenty uh, in twenty twenty. Again, if this was Forty Nine er Nation Radio, we would like those three more than you and I do. I don't know if we would. You know, like <laughs> you'd watch them every day and be like, they're okay. You know, I don't know if I would. But I mean, I like right. like the backup center is Keith Ismail. I like Keith Ismail as a late round guy mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah, but and there's a little hubris there that Shanahan thinks his scheme can overcome that stuff. You know, Miami's sort of doing the same thing. And I was very critical, not even knowing when the Steelers played the Niners on draft day. They had three third round picks. A fair amount of like fourths and fifths, no O line drafts, and they take a kicker in the first pick. I yeah. know they didn't have a first rounder or second rounder, but they didn't. They weren't void of picks. Take a guard. They, yeah, uh, you know, anything. I, I'm not saying you're going to get starting left tackle in the third round, but take a guard center type. There's always those guys. Yeah, I, I, I just, didn't understand that at all. Yeah, or you know, Spencer guy like Spencer Anderson sitting out there in the seventh round. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, he's he been. Would, be useful for them absolutely or for any of those three lines we talked about the rams would love to have spencer anderson right now yeah without or a doubt. dylan cook or dylan cook yeah, who line. was out there as a street free agent mm-hmm. after now, the why season the steelers keep dylan cook because one of those teams would have taken him in a heartbeat without a doubt after without a doubt. preseason of him yep uh so that's going to do it for the show today we appreciate everybody listening today. was an interesting <laughs> show today um we kind of dj'd a little bit we kind of uh, yeah. talked a, a lot we broke some news i hope if people could hear it all kinds of good stuff but uh, i hope you guys listen so. to the podcast too the podcast version is you'd be able to no idea what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh that's going to do it for today's show so for my partner matt williamson for brian lamartina here on site well 
keeping us on the air. Uh, not that everybody could hear everything. Right. Not, not that it was Brian's fault either. Uh, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening <laughs> to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.